Wait a minute, I hear something. Oh yeah, it's that time again, Dr. Movie, driving down the road, my name's Rick by the way, in case you don't know, and uh, this is the podcast that's done from behind my steering wheel, and uh, one of my favorite slogans is, uh, I watch the movies so you don't have to, <laughs> and uh, be thankful of that, because uh, this, is, this is one of those that, yeah, kind of feels like that uh, I might have saved you, I might have dodged the bullet for you on this one. Talking about, now when you look it up, it says 1998, but I think it's actually 1995. This movie came out called Star Hunter, which is basically a Predator ripoff, but nowhere near uh, Predator. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like the the premise is pretty much the same as that, or the the most dangerous game, right? Uh, the deadliest game, which whatever title you want to go by here. But uh, yeah, uh, kind of a sci-fi version of a you know classic story. So uh, let's look at the synopsis. A busload of teenagers become the quarry of evil extra. <laughs> extraterrestrials on an intergalactic hunting trip. Yeah. The aliens are so bored they got nothing better to do than come to Earth and, you know, compete against human teenagers that were, you know, apparently a really crappy ball team of some kind. I'm going to say football. So it's like the whole football, it's not the whole football team, it's like five or six football players and a cheerleader. So yeah, we'll get into, we'll get into that in a minute. Um, movies made by Fred Olin Ray, which, if you know anything about bad movies, uh, you know, we often make fun of you know Roger Corman and all these, but Fred Olin Ray is like even a rung below that. Uh, very very low budget movies, and uh, never really that impressive. <laughs> so, uh, as far as a cast, we do have Fred Olin Ray in this. We got Roddy McDowell. So this is where the budget went, right? To get Roddy McDowell to be in the movie. Uh, he plays Richter, Richter, whichever you want to call it. And uh, he's pretty much our main alien. He's here on Earth. And uh, he's... It's weird. He's he's not the actual hunter. He's just the guy that, you know, is playing the game. So he calls down an alien star hunter to track down these kids in a rough neck of the neighborhood. That's the also thing that's kind of funny in this, right? When you think about budgetary reasons, kind of makes sense. Uh, Christopher Olin Ray plays the Star Hunter, so the director took his son, threw him in this goofy outfit. It's not a terrible outfit, uh, but it definitely looks like, I don't know, this outfit looks like it could have been used in 
Space Giants. If, if anybody remembers the, the TV show Space Giants from the 60s, kind of a, uh, a kaiju movie or TV show that was on where these these people just turned into robots and they got real big and, you know, beat up monsters. Uh, this outfit looks like it could have been one of those of some sort or a cousin, distant relative of the Space Giants, right? Uh... We don't have much as far as star power in this otherwise. We do have Stella Stevens, who was known for, you know, being in the, the original The Nutty Professor, and I think she was in Poseidon Adventure. But um, there's really nobody else to really talk about. Bunch of newbies coming up, wanting to be in stuff. You know, you get young, green actors to, to be in your movie, and there you go. That's what you got. Uh so, <laughs> to start this thing off, group of teenagers riding in a bus, and it's it's a short bus, folks. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. It's it's a it's not even a full fledged school bus. Now, what kind of school sends the football team, or at least part of them, in in a short bus, special needs bus, to a ball game and from the ball game? And again, it's not even the whole team. It's four or five players and one cheerleader. So, don't know what kind of school this is, but uh, but uh, Stella Stevens is Miss March, and she's the one that's driving the bus. And on their way back home from a game, where obviously they lost, uh, you get the so-called character development, right? You get... Uh, your typical jock guy. You get the girl that's in love with the jock guy. You've got, uh, I think there's two cheerleaders, actually, now that I think about it, because you got the promiscuous one, right, and her boyfriend. Then you got the pot-smoking guy in the back, right? There's there's your group of kids, and uh, they're traveling back home, and they have to go through a bad part of a neighborhood, and the van breaks down, or the bus breaks down. To their luck and it was done on purpose right because the star hunter comes down he lands in the town he creates kind of a electronic barricade that keeps things from coming in and going out I guess that's kind of what I think but the bus is going by and he hits a button and it kills anything electrical in that area right so the bus stops they try to use the telephone nobody will answer the phone or the phone doesn't work so now they're on foot, and that's when they run into Roddy McDowell. They want to use his telephone. He's like, yeah, come on up. And while they're up there, they try to use the phone. Doesn't really get them anywhere. They end up staying there longer than they should. And Roddy McDowell decides, all right, it's game time. I'm going to have these kids hunted down by the star hunter and kill them off. And, of course, Roddy McDowell in this movie looks like he would hang out with Christopher Lee in The Howling, too, right? He's got these sunglasses on. And, yeah, he's phoning it in. And he communicates to this star hunter with a very deep, overdubbed voice that's supposed to be robotic, I guess. I don't know. This this movie's kind of a mess. But, yeah, so then we just get the kids running around the town... And the star hunter chasing them and trying to shoot them. You think, you know, would a star hunter have, 
you know, some kind of fancy... I mean, he already showed off he's got this ability to shut down electronic things. But the weapons that they choose are just regular, you know, handguns. <laughs> yeah, that kind of makes you go, what? I mean, if I'm going to come from galaxies away and be this ultimate hunting machine, why am I going to use the, the weapons of the planet, right? And not even the, the not even heavy artillery, just handguns, rifles. He does end up with a bazooka later on. So, you know, it, it's, again, low budget, folks. But you get uh, <laughs> the, the pot-smoking kid sneaks out while they're all hanging out at Roddy McDowell's house, <clears throat> you know, to get him another little huff and puff. And uh, he gets uh, possessed, I guess is the word. He gets possessed by another alien who has come to help because apparently the Star Hunter had attacked this planet before and he kind of knows how to stop it. Now, I say kind of knows because he never really tells them how to stop it. I think it's hilarious <laughs> that I'm going to go to this planet and I'm going to help them, but I'm not going to tell them how I'm going to help them, right? I'm just going to tell them when they're doing something right. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. He gets possessed by this alien, and he he's supposed to be some kind of, I don't know, comic relief, I guess, for the movie. Like, we really need it. <laughs> and, uh, obviously, this alien knows nothing about Earth or humans or any of that stuff. And But anyways, back at uh, Rodney McDowell's house, we find out kind of what's going on because the promiscuous couple go upstairs and start messing around and when they do the girl hits this button and it opens up this this electronic cabinet and inside the cabinet is a bunch of human heads right displayed like they're trophies right kind of like uh the end of predator 2 right when they get on the ship and there's all the the creature heads and stuff that they've captured right same concept right so then they realize something's going on. The girl screams. All the other humans run up there. And like I said, Roddy McDowell, McDowell says, all right, it's game time. So from there on, they're on foot running through this suburban jungle that has barriers that are up that they can't pass through or they try to. And this thing's chasing them. And no matter how many times you shoot it or knock it off the top of a building or whatever it regenerates itself right so that's kind of the whole story here so you know obviously you got some kids that's going to get knocked off you get something's going to hang around you get uh, the promiscuous chick gets her neck broke you get uh, and then again you got pot smoking dude that's running around who's just kind of hanging out and he's really no help whatsoever <laughs> But you got the one cheerleader who's obviously got a background in shooting guns, and she's pretty decent at it. And she's basically the only thing that kind of saves anybody in this movie. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a typical hunt and trap kind of story where you're going to get down to just a few left. And obviously it's going to come down to just the main girl and the main, you know, jock football guy. And they go back and find the bus. Actually, they actually get out of 
the barrier and make it to the police station and tell the police about what's going on and the police won't do anything about it because they think they're full of crap. And uh, the kids just take off, right? They sneak out of the police you know, police department and, and head back. Why? I don't know. I guess because you feel like you got to save your friends, but they end up going back to the same place. And I'm going, if you broke out of the thing, why don't you just keep going, right? But no, they go back in there to fight some more. And, you know, like I said, they'll shoot this this star hunter and he'll fall down and act like he's dead. And then Roddy McDowell will rejuvenate him and he'll come back. So you go through all this and you think he's pretty much indestructible. And then <laughs> towards, the, towards the end of it, you find out that the only thing that's rejuvenating this thing and he's wearing a he's wearing a necklace. And there's one scene where, I mean, this thing's been through all kinds of dog fights, right? I mean, you've got, you know, cops shooting at him. I mean, the cops finally realize and, and come into town looking for the kids, and they see him, and they have a big shootout. Cops get killed, obviously. But this thing's been shot at by so many, so many things. And finally, our jock football player, shoots the star hunter and it knocks his necklace off and that's what kills him i'm like you know and they're like hey what happened and then the the pot smoking alien guy is like yeah you broke his amulet on his necklace that's what that's what stopped it it's like couldn't you have told us that back in the beginning of the movie and then all we have to do is find a way to pull the necklace off of him i mean (laughs) he's wearing the necklace y'all and the necklace is what's keeping this thing alive a necklace and it's got like this little bitty gem on it or whatever I mean it's <laughs> oh man so yeah it's uh that's your that's that's uh that's uh that's Star Hunter <laughs> and uh you know the, the two kids I guess live at the end but the pot smoking alien guy gets damaged and he can't leave the body. If he leaves the body, then Cooper, which is the pot-smoking kid, will die. So the alien just says, I'm just going to take Coop's body with me, and we're just going to go off in space, and, you know, maybe one day we can fix him, and he can come back and see his mom. <laughs> you know, that's, that's pretty much this movie. And he, he flies off into space, and that's Star Hunter. You would think they'd go back and, like, kill Roddy McDowell or report him or some space police would come down and arrest him, but no, we don't get any of that. It just gets, you know, Star Hunter gets beat and the game's over, and that's kind of it. You know, it's it's got these effects in it where, you know, Roddy McDowell will be on a screen. It's supposed to be all computerized looking. And he's saying, you know, two are wounded and two are dead and game must continue. You know, it's goofy stuff like that. That's uh, that's pretty much Star Hunter. That's all I got on it. Uh, it kind of felt like a waste of time. I kept waiting for something different to happen. But it really doesn't. Uh, it's, it's pretty much meat and potatoes, straightforward. It's not terrible. It's definitely got that 90s curse. You know, that you can just say, wow, this is just shot for video kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, it just didn't it didn't throw anything new at me at all, which I'm disappointed because 
the, the artwork kind of made me go, all right, this looks like some goofy crap that I would like, and sadly enough, it's not. And, uh, yep, it, it's, it's low budget. I get it. It's supposed to be low budget. Uh, it just... <sighs> It doesn't have any real redeeming qualities. I, I think the, the alien outfit is not terrible, but definitely is weak for the time period of when it came out. So I'll give this a 2 out of 5. It just didn't it didn't rock my world, folks. But uh, who knows? It might rock your world. So uh, if you're interested in it, it's on Tubi. And you can check it out there. And let me know what you if you like this one. You know, I, I could see what if you like this one. It came out if you were a kid, and this came out. I could see where this would have the appeal. But being a dude of my age, an old guy, that uh, I don't know. Being that I've pretty much felt like I've seen it all, it's kind of hard to give this one much credit. But who knows? It may be your favorite movie, and more power to you. All right, folks, that's it for this one. We will check you later.